नमस्ते आज जो टुडे द प्रेयर दैट वी आर गोइंग टू रीड टुडे इज ए वंडरफुल प्रेयर इट इज एन इन्वोकेशन ऑफ पीस सो वी हैव हर्ड मेनी इन्वोकेशन ऑफ पीस दे आर देयर इन दी ओपनिशद द फेमस शांति मंत्राज एंड सम ऑफ दीज इन्वोकेशन वी आर वी इन्वोक द डिवाइन पीस फॉर एवरीथिंग इन क्रिएशन सर्वे भवंतु सुखिना सर्वे संतु निरामया एट्सेट्रा एट्सेट्रा एंड इनफैक्ट नो इन्वोकेशन इज कंसिडर्ड कंप्लीट इन इंडिया विदाउट इन्वोकिंग पीस बिकॉज पीस इज द बेसिस ऑफ ऑल थिंग्स शोविंदो स्पीक्स वेन ही स्पीक्स अबाउट द फाउंडेशन ऑफ योगा ही स्पीक्स ऑफ काम पीस इक्वानिमिटी दीज आर द फाउंडेशन एंड विदाउट दीज इफ यू हैव स्पिरिचुअल एक्सपीरियंस ही डिस्क्राइब्स इट इवन इन लाइफ डिवाइन एट ग्रेट लेंथ कि विदाउट दीज फाउंडेशन इफ यू हैव If you have these experiences, it they may unsettle us. So peace, calm, equanimity are the very foundations of yoga. The very first practice. People often ask, "Oh, how how should we practice this yoga? Should I keep awake whole night calling the divine?" No, first the foundations must be built. Because if we do something forcefully, forcibly, and mother says that uh, you know. All experiences must must come spontaneously. She says this in the in reference to Kundalini. So people try special processes by the power of will. They want to pull it up and all kinds of practices they do to awaken the Kundalini. Mother says it should not be done like that because when you do that, first of all, ninety nine percent you are likely to actually pull the vital force. and it will give you so much energy it will give you so much sense of wellness and strength and power and everything that you may mistake it even joy that you may mistake it for the authentic thing but the authentic thing does not come down by these processes it comes when we have given ourselves completely then only it chooses nayam atma na banhine na medha na bahunashtutein so without if we don't have strength to bear it we cannot receive it यम वेशे व्रणुते तेन लभ्यस्त आत्मा विव्रणुते तनु स्वाम वेन द सेल्फ चूजेस टू रिवील इट सेल्फ बाई इट्स ओन ग्रेस देन इट रिवील्स सो फर्स्ट थिंग रिक्वायर्ड इज नॉट टू गेट इन टू दोज थिंग्स बट सिंपली टू प्रैक्टिस पीस एंड शी हेज गिवेन ए वंडरफुल वे कॉल पीस सी सेज एट वन पॉइंट कॉल इट लाइक इन इडियट वेर एवर यू मे बी गोइंग इन वॉट एवर लैंग्वेज पीस 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 शांति 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 एंड ए टाइम कम्स वेन peace comes and once the channel is open then whenever we want peace will come but supposing we have never done it and suddenly one day we want to call peace um, say we are not well and we have suddenly remember oh mother has said during that time you should be peaceful then it's probably you know too late to do that so we must do it all the time uh, have a solid foundation of peace and equanimity which nothing can shake so this is a peace invocation where she is calling peace but not only in oneself but in whole creation so wonderful uh, vast universal peace march 10th 1914 she is already on the ship which is going which is sailing towards india march 10th 1914 in the silence of the night thy peace reigned over all things in the silence of my heart thy peace reigns always so she has established this peace within her and she is experiencing now this peace all over the world why at night now 
because everything is quiet. Human beings, by their presence, by their constant chatter, by the noise pollution that we are doing, by the thought pollution, pollution of desires and various kinds of things, we disturb this peace which is already there as a divine gift to creation. We can nowadays probably feel it more often because of the lockdown. But um, every day during early morning hours and evening hours, Godholi uh, Kibela, we can experience this peace because the whole creation is in a state of peace. So she speaks of this peace. And when these two silences were united, thy peace was so powerful that no trouble of any kind could resist it. So peace is not something negative, it's a powerful thing. Shurabindo speaks of this peace as a solid, like an ice block. And he says it's a powerful, dynamic power. If there is this peace, it's not a negative thing. That, oh, he is very peaceful, he is not capable. Peaceful people are capable of a far greater action. And he gives examples. He says, what is that yogin? He says, a yogin can act in the whole world because he is like a, like a vast sea which is very peaceful inside but can throw up tremendous waves on the surface. So such is the action of the yogin because when there is a foundation of peace, the action is also equally powerful. I then thought of all those who were watching over the ship to safeguard and protect our route. And in gratitude, I willed that thy peace should be born and live in their hearts. So in today's context, we can say that there are a number of people, whether it be the uh, sweepers, whether it be the uh, police people, whether it be the doctors, nurses, everyday attendants, grocery store, all these people who are really uh, keeping the place running in, a, in times of an epidemic, uh, we can pray for them. They are watching over life. Uh, people on the borders, they are watching over us. You know, if they were to sleep, there would be so much. So instead of just being happy with our own peace, we can pray, invoke the divine peace for all of them. And in gratitude... I willed that thy peace should be born and live in their hearts. See, gratitude is a divine quality. Again and again it comes. Then I thought of all those who, confident and carefree, slept the sleep of inconscience and with solicitude for their miseries, pity for their latent suffering, which would awaken them in their own waking, I will that a little of thy peace might dwell in their hearts. So beautiful it is. Then she thinks about not only those who are keeping a vigil, but those who are sleeping the sleep of inconscience, thinking it is peace. The mother uh, reveals to us that how we should sleep. This is the ordinary sleep. And when we wake up, we get often a load from the inconscient back into our life. Because as long as we lead a life of uh, ignorance, there will be misery and suffering. So she feels pity over all those who are sleeping, thinking that this is peace. And she prays that let something of thy true peace enter into their hearts, so that when they wake up, the suffering which will pursue them, they find it a little more bearable. I will that a little of thy peace might dwell in their hearts, and bring to birth in them the life of the spirit. The light which dispels ignorance. So, this is the axiomatic spiritual truth. Wherever there is ignorance, there there will be pain and suffering. 
I then thought of all the dwellers of this vast sea. So not only peace for human beings, but of the sea, all the creatures, visible and invisible, and I willed that over them might be extended thy peace. So she is willing now for all the creatures. Such a beautiful state to go to sleep in. I thought next of those whom we had left far away and whose affection is with us. And with a great tenderness I willed for them thy conscious and lasting peace. The plenitude of thy peace proportioned to their capacity to receive it. So next he prays for all those who are left behind. She is not flowing with their suffering now. She has already felt their suffering and she has dived into the oneness and teaches us how to how we should go into that state of oneness. But they do not know it. So she is praying that peace be in their heart and they should be able to receive it because even when the divine powers are there, if we don't have a receptivity, because we are so full of inner noise, we cannot hear the divine voice. That's why somebody has said very beautifully and succinctly, prayer is when we talk to the divine. Meditation is when we hear him, provided there is inner peace. I will for them thy conscious and lasting peace. The plenitude of thy peace proportion to their capacity to receive it. Then I thought of all those to whom we are going, who are restless with childish preoccupations and fight for mean competitions of interest in ignorance and egoism. She is showing us simultaneously the causes of our suffering. Ignorance, ambitions, fighting for petty things, in fact living for petty things. Most of us human live for only small gains, uh, either for food, uh, foodies or for having a big house, for car, improving upon that, for degrees, for name, fame, all these things which are going to be washed away one day by a gentle, even the gentlest of creatures, the tiniest of creature can finish it in a moment. And yet in spite of seeing all this, we continue to live our lives only for these things. So she prays for these also peace and ardently in a great aspiration for them I asked for the plenary light of thy peace. So she is praying for them, the light that is there within peace, inherent within peace. When we are in a state of peace, light springs from within. Because there is no more restlessness, turbulence. It's like some people give the example of a lake. When it is rippling, when it is restless, when there are a lot of waves in it, we cannot see the reflection of the moon. But when the lake is quiet, calm, placid, then the reflection of the moon is there and we can see right up to the bottom in a clear day, uh, In a, uh, if the lake is clear. So, uh, the quietude of the lake is the quiet mind and the uh, mud and all not to be there is the state of inner purity. Uh, not to carry all these uh, countless desires and things that make us restless. So, when we are in a state of peace, light automatically springs from within. Peace and stillness. I next thought of all those whom we know, 
of all those whom we do not know, of all the life that is working itself out, of all that has changed its form, and all that is not yet in form, and for all that, and also for all of which I cannot think, for all that is present to my memory, and for all that I forget, in a great ingathering and mute adoration, I implored thy peace. This is not just a peace invocation. It is a powerful means of coming out of egoism, coming out of this state of ignorance, this selfish bondage to only our personal interest. It is a meditation to make us universal. So it is not just peace. We can say it's a meditation for universal peace and by the power of peace to illumine our consciousness and of all others because when we have goodwill for others, for the whole creation, it automatically means we are included in it. She speaks of this um, when she explains one of the verses of the conjugate verses of the Dhammapad that when we uh, wish, have goodwill for everyone, it obviously helps us also because we are part of that everyone. Not only that, because we have willed goodwill for everyone, it comes back to us many, many fold. Because whatever we release in this creation, that will come back many, many fold. This is an elementary understanding of the law of karma, that if we release a certain energy, it will come back to us. If it's an energy of hate, spite, jealousy, fear, anger, then it's bound to come back. Today or tomorrow it will hit us. And when it comes back, it gathers force from all the universe which adds a little, little bit to it, all those um, vibrations in affinity in those worlds. And then it comes back because, you know, that's how even the law of physics would tell us that if we throw a light in the universe, it will take a whole move like a sphere and come back to the same point because that's the very nature of things. So when we send peace in all the direction or a thought of goodness in all the directions or a thought of love in all the direction, it will go and come back to us but many, many fold. And this is what she recommends even when people have left their bodies instead of doing all those tamashas, those pujas, those uh, all kinds of rituals uh, in which people are... Um, too busy and restless the pandit himself has forgotten all the occult meaning uh, truths behind it and the people there are people who are even eyeing on the street meats which are going to be served subsequently even making a fuss over them that you know your so and so has died and why didn't you make this sweet and this is not enough so whole day uh, one is busy either in these things or one is lamenting at other times. People are also reminding that, oh, he was a good man, he went away and then, you know, they share the sorrow, but they don't really share the sorrow. They keep on increasing it and the time comes when one is fully benumbed. Now, that is a very ignorant way of uh, doing these things. Hardly anything reaches the one who has departed and even if it reaches... Uh, he would be tormented to see this, this guy. He would become more restless by our restlessness. So the correct way is that when somebody departs, sit together. Who? Those who really loved him. It's not a gathering of all kinds of people. Even if one person, it's enough. And send thoughts of peace and love in his direction, saying him to proceed with his journey towards the divine. And this is the best way we can help the departed. Instead of constantly... Uh, brooding over the pain and suffering by crying and grief, drawing the person closer. So it is not just a peace meditation, but also a um, ground 
to create light within us also a ground to awaken all humanity out of the state of ignorance uh, it is a yagya if i may say so to awaken light in everybody's heart awaken light in creation and most importantly by this kind of prayer of peace for everyone we spontaneously automatically enter into a vast universal state it may not last very long but doesn't matter if you do it every day practice this every day then surely it will have an impact it has an impact she speaks of that that ways to universalize ourselves and slowly it will start sinking in and our consciousness will be freed from its very narrow bondage to a little momentary personality and its egoistic interests and desires so we read this prayer again a wonderful prayer march 10th 1914 in the silence of the night thy peace reigned over all things in the silence of my heart thy peace reigns always and when these two silences were united thy peace was so powerful that no trouble of any kind could resist it i then thought of all those who were watching over the ship to safeguard and protect our route and in gratitude i willed that thy peace should be born and live in their hearts then i thought of all those who confident and carefree slept the sleep of inconscience and with solicitude for their miseries pity for their latent suffering which would awaken them in their own waking i willed that a little of thy peace might dwell in their hearts and bring to birth in them the life of the spirit the light which dispels ignorance i then thought of all the dwellers of this vast sea visible and invisible and i willed that over them might be extended thy peace i thought next of those whom we had left far away and whose affection is with us and with a great tenderness i willed for them thy conscious and lasting peace the plenitude of thy peace proportion to their capacity to receive it then i thought of all those to whom we are going who are restless with childish preoccupations and fight for mean competitions of interest in ignorance and egoism and ardently in a great aspiration for them i asked for the plenary light of thy peace i next thought of all those whom we know of all those whom we do not know of all the life that is working itself out of all that has changed its form and all that is not yet in form 
and for all that and also for all of which I cannot think for all that is present to my memory and for all that I forget in a great in gathering and mute adoration I implored thy peace 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 upon all the earth namaste